My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rolling, presented by FanDuel. Major season is here, and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, my friends, and welcome to this historical episode of Fairway Rollin', brought to us, as always, by our good pals at Callaway Golf. You asked, they answered the beautiful triple track golf ball used by Phil Mickelson out at Augusta National. The Chrome Soft X triple, triple track golf ball available this coming Friday, April the 19th. Order them right now at CallawayGolf.com. Available this Friday. Friends, today's show also shout out to Pierre Henry. Do you own dress? socks do they often roll down to your ankles well pierre henry a harvard-based startup that is revolutionizing the dress sock industry makes comfortable socks that actually stay up not to mention they come in several trendy designs and have over 700 five-star reviews i have these socks they're on my feet right now they're beautiful i have the sunday golf logo on these these uh, joints and as a special offer for Fairway Rollin' listeners, you can get 20% off any order when you visit www.phsocks.com and use the coupon code FAIRWAY. That's www.phsocks.com, code FAIRWAY. Hello, friends, and welcome to this very special historical episode of Fairway Road. Oh, this is the Golf Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your exhausted starter, Joe House. This show is brought to us by our good pals at Callaway Golf, the triple track golf ball now available on Chrome Soft X. Get it on this Friday, April the 19th. Today's show, there's only one way to do this. We have to talk to the OG, the podfather, Bill Simmons. We're going to try and put this historical 
Tiger Woods victory in proper perspective. Of course, Berno comes on. Berno and I, we've been doing this week in Tiger Woods since the show started. This was a pretty good week for Tiger Woods. Let's talk. Let's get into this right away with the podfather, Bill Simmons. We're hitting off the first tee right now. All right, there's only one way to properly characterize what we just observed, to properly put in context what we just watched. That's with the podfather himself, Bill Simmons. Welcome to Fairway Rolling. That was your shortest intro ever. You're as laser-focused as uh, Tiger was today. Well, I'm honestly physically and emotionally exhausted. Every ounce of me is spent right now, Bill Simmons. Me too. I woke up at 4.45 this morning. I checked my iPhone to see if it was 6 o'clock yet. It wasn't. And then I just lay in bed like a loser. I turned on the television. <laughs> Field of Dreams was on. Ironically, we were doing a rewatchables about it this week. I watched the last half hour. It got me in the right frame of mind to watch some ghosts. And then uh, it was just great. And then there was like this that weird weather thing where it really did seem like he had momentum and then the weather was going to come in and ruin it, but the weather held off. Everybody around him choked. It was great. It, it was like everything I ever could have asked for. It was the best. Well, you, you mentioned the weather thing, and I really feel like that was a conspiracy between the golf gods and the old heads that run Augusta National because they made the call pretty early on Saturday that they were going to push this whole thing up to the first part of Sunday to ensure in the first place safety for everybody uh, that was going to come out and, and watch this. But also it changed to me the sort of trajectory of the of the historical moment. Like you don't watch the Masters first thing in the morning. The Masters is an no. afternoon event, right? The afternoon it's it's you know, on into the evening, and you know you're, you're it's late in the in the day on the East Coast. It's middle of the day on the West Coast. This Masters uh, on the first half of this Sunday gave it like an unfettered. Uh, it just owned the first part of the day. There's nothing else to talk about today other than the Masters, and then it became the Masters in Tiger Woods is the only thing to talk about. Well, it did a couple, it felt like some of those British Opens that come on, you know, when you just kind of wake up. For the West Coast, sometimes those are even in motion by the time I wake up. But I thought a couple things were, were huge about it. The, the threesomes was great for Tiger. Did you see that stat? Out of that, like the top 12 guys on the leaderboard after the four rounds, the only two that didn't shoot at least part today were the two guys that played with Tiger. Yeah, incredible. The there's, there's so much going on there, but the competitiveness that he has, the fact that everybody not only on the course is rooting for him, but there's just so much tension that follows him wherever he's going. And and then the fact that it's three, not two, I do feel like that's a big thing. Like it, it seemed like it weirdly benefited him. It allowed him to take out two rivals at the same time, basically. Finau, you know, was all over the place. Um, and then the Italian, who we were joking was a robot, it, it got to him. It really did. Like he, I, I don't know, he, it seemed like he hit the tree in that one approach shot. On 15, he hit the tree. You're right. You're right. Yeah, it seemed like it clipped it, which is bad luck. But um, but he he certainly didn't look like the Italian down the stretch. Like the the guy that we're used to is just you know four 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 birdie four four five four just a machine. 
and yeah. it seemed like it got to him. So, you know, all that stuff, I, I, watching it, for, I don't know if you watched the, uh, you watched the 86 masters, right? Way back when I did, I did. I was sitting on my, my, you know, the couch and in, in, I'm in a junior year high school and I'm sitting there yeah. in my parents' house by myself. I know everybody else was out and about and I just got to sit there by myself and watch Jack. I came home from caddying and being yelled at by people. And it was like the exact opposite <laughs> experience watching, uh, watching Jack, but you know, it was the same dynamic though. The, the, uh, the moment took over and actually wiped out some of the competitors, right? Remember like Greg Norman, Seve Ballesteros, those guys like really fell apart in the uh, last few holes. And that's what today reminded me of. Like at some point the moment becomes too big and you, you're playing golf. You're used to at least like people politely applauding you or politely rooting for you, even if they don't really want you to win. But everybody has like kind of a fair balance. This was not a fair balance. This was, you could hear people cheering if somebody screwed up, you know, that wow. is, it was just different. All of it was different. Well, they, 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 that has an interesting uh, dynamic that we watch. You talk about guys being up to the moment because of Molinari's double bogey on 12, all of a sudden that led a bunch of names that we, we hadn't been paying attention to that we hadn't been hearing uh, really yeah. in, in two or three days all of a sudden appear as, as players of interest. We saw there was a Bubba Watson sighting. There was a Ricky yeah. Fowler sighting. There was DJ. this guy. Yeah. DJ. We, we finally see a DJ shot on the, like the 17th hole of the final round. Patrick Cantlay is out there making birdies. He, he, uh, uh, eagled, uh, 15 and then, you know, got close on, on, uh, uh, I don't remember which hole, but you know, he was on the board and we're watching all this Patrick Cantlay actions. Like what, what, what the hell's going on here? Why are we watching this guy? Um, yeah, but Cantlay, I want to, Cantlay wasn't even shown all of a sudden he was like one of the leaders. They, yeah. I don't even think they'd showed three shots from him. Exactly. What, but your point about, uh, Frankie onions. Now Frankie onions is our boy. Frankie Molinari, uh, came He came on the show. I had him on fairway rolling after he won at the Ar Arnold Palmer and I, I just think that today was a function of the immense experience of, of Tiger Woods versus everybody else that he was standing up against. Because I look at, you look at the scorecard, he played the first 12 holes at even par. And, and that is obviously uh, deliberate. That's ob obviously part of his strategy he better than anybody knows that the time you win this golf tournament is 13, 14, 15 right. on into 18. Those are the holes. It's really 13 through 17 is where you go out and grab the tournament. You don't try anything on 12. You're just trying to make par on 10. You're just trying to make par on 11. You're just trying to make par on 12. And the incredible thing of four of the five guys in the, among the two threesomes uh, that preceded that, that hit the ball in the water. So Brooks Koepka yeah. hit the ball in the water. Ian Poulter hit the ball in the water. Tony Finau so, something, on 12. Something karmic happened because okay. all of those guys hit their shots short. And the announcers were talking about it like, oh, my God, it happened again. It was almost like the air with the ball was carrying one way. And that was like right before the rain came, too. And I wonder yeah. if the air just got heavier. And cause it, it, it was, it was too weird that all four guys basically screwed up in the exact same way who all are the guys that Tiger's competing against. And but he that's... was the one guy that actually cranked it. He was funny. I was so frustrated. It reminded me a little of last year when he was in the hunt, uh, you know, on the, on the fourth round, it wasn't as close, but he couldn't keep his driver 
on the fairway, and he had the second hole today, par par five, just hit the drive straight, take your four, and he botched it. And then the tenth hole, same thing. He just did a bad drive, had to get a bogey on that hole. Was it? Didn't he get a bogey in the ten? Yeah. Did he save it? Or did, you know, he bo- he bogeyed. He bogeyed Wait, whatever the. The one he bogeyed in the back nine, but he couldn't keep his drive straight. And then he just like something happened. He locked in on the 12th hole. It felt like, I don't think he hit a, did he hit a bad shot from the 12th hole on? No, no, that's the point. This is what we're saying. This is why he wins. You know who, all those guys that we talked about, his competitors that were right in the mix, uh, on, on 12 and you know, the, 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 the miscommonality of that mistake that they made, there is a wind there that he knows about, that Tiger Woods knows about, that sure. I don't think those other guys had any experience with. They haven't played, you know, Sunday, you talked about the weather changing, the weather was changing, but he knew what part of the green he was going to hit that ball to on 12, and he knew what club he was going to hit, and he knew how hard he had to swing. I mean, Molinari took a swing that looked like he was, you know, trying to hit a 110-yard, you know, wedge somewhere close. It was a very easy kind of cut that he took at it, uh, and it it never had a chance. I mean, it was like a full club and a half short, um, but that's that's what distinguishes him, and that was the thing that, that really set it up. Now, I didn't think that he was going to win until the 15th hole, his second shot from 227 yards yeah. out to the fat part of, of that green. And he knows how that ridge behaves. And it kind of pushed it a little bit closer to the hole. It was still like not a uh, uh, an eagle putt that you would expect him to make, but it was like a guaranteed birdie. It was a guaranteed birdie well, by, the, by the way he hit that. Yeah, my wife had come down for a couple of holes there. She was actually good luck for once, but... <laughs> when he, he just had a perfect drive on 15, you know, I was, I was really worried. Cause that's like, you have to get a four on that if you're trying to win the tournament. And the only way yes. not to get a four is to screw up your drive or do basically do what Molinari did. Um, perfect drive. And he's just sitting there and, the, and he's waiting. Remember like the guys before them were taking forever and he was just on the fairway. It seemed like for a long, long time, just kind of waiting it out. And I was saying to my wife, like this, these were his holes. Like this is, 13, 14, 15, 16, like this is when he would win the Masters or or this is when he would put the Masters away or this is when he would stretch it to some, you know, he kind of, remember there was that stretch in the late 90s, early 2000s where they were like, is the do we need to lengthen the Masters? Has Tiger uh, it, broken the Masters? They did it. Like that, they did were, it. They it did lengthen the course. Holes. They tried to Tiger proof it. Yeah. So that 15, it's the perfect drive just nails the second one. And then we go to 16 and it's the Vern Lundquist, you know, maybe, maybe yes. And just all the classic Vern Lundquist lines. And he, it, it really seemed like that was going to be a hole in one. I mean, can we talk about how close to a hole in one that oh, was? Oh, God, like so, six inches. I mean, I, well, as soon as it catches the ridge up top there, I start saying, Oh, please go in. Oh, please go in. <laughs> oh, really please see, go in. The moment it was way at the top, it was like, Oh shit, that's gone in before. <laughs> Yeah, that's, he was in a spot where it could have tumbled right on in there for sure. And but it's still was, left. Uh, you know. That was the most exciting, I would say, ten seconds of sports. And it, listen, my team just won the World Series and the Super Bowl. That was so much more exciting than anything that happened in either neither of those uh, entire runs. Even the Chiefs Pats game when it when it was rolling down, I was like, "Holy fucking shit, he's going to make this!" Oh yep. my god. Yeah, well, a bunch of history here. This is the first major where that that he won where he didn't have the lead or the co-lead 
after 54 holes. And it really, you know, it's true. That's a true fact. In retrospect, wow. we were very modest coming into this on on fairway rolling with Verno. H- Harry did like Tiger's uh, odds, and Harry gave him out, uh, you know, a long time ago. But we were just we were trying to be, you know, re- respectful about kind of where he was in his comeback. I personally thought that he, I think, I, I believe that he was going to win a major this year. I just didn't think it was going to be until the PGA at Bethpage or at Pebble, possibly, or maybe even uh, in in Ireland. Uh, at, at Royal Portrush, but um, it it well, was. That, but I mean, you don't get good odds on Tiger. He's like betting on, you know, it's the most public thing you can bet on. So even if you like Tiger, it doesn't even really make sense to bet the odds. Yeah, and I I don't mean for the purposes of like like betting. I just never really indulged yeah. the idea that he could win this week. And it, because yeah, we talked you know, about it. it. You were on my pod yeah. two weeks ago, and we we batted it around, and it just seemed like. You know, he's 43. They had that one spot in the front nine. He had the downhill line. He kind of pulled it left. And the announcer's like, that's the kind of shot when you have a bad back, you know, you end up using your arms because your back, subconsciously, your back's telling you, uh oh, this is going to hurt. And as somebody who has a bad back, who has not had spinal fusion surgery, but has a bad back and has been playing a lot of golf lately, like, I, I couldn't identify it with that more. It's like, oh shit, this guy's forty three and has a bad back. Like, like let's, he's about to win the Masters. Like, I just couldn't get over it. It's just that you know you can't get in the way of of the OG, and you know there's a bunch of like circle of life stuff here that's just I- I- incredible. I mean, this is he's the only player other than Jack Nicholas to have 20 years go by between winning majors, right? I mean, yeah. this, this Jim Nance said it. He, Jim Nance, <laughs> the return to glory. How, how do you like that one? What do you, what do you give Nance for that Wait, one? Is it 12 years or 20? 20. He was 22 years. He won 90. Oh. He won the Masters in 1997. Oh, I what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Only him and Jack Nicklaus have had that amount of time elapsed between major victories. You know well, what, what I about mean? The, what about the the stat they rattled off that I hadn't even thought about that he is now one of Masters and a Majors in three decades because he squeezed this one the last year of the decade. But well, now, that, so, now he has a chance to potentially win a Masters in four decades. Like, when I thought of that, my brain cells started flying out of my head. <laughs> well, how about this? Like, the, the, the incredible thing, and I'm wondering uh, about your kids. I did, I was able to persuade my son to come watch a little bit of it, and, and there was a, a genuine hearkening back. He di- he did wear the uh, the red mock turtleneck for us, so it did feel like 15 years ago. <laughs> I mean, the the mock well, turtleneck. When's the last time you saw that? He had the mock turtleneck, and you know he looked very similar to how he's always looked. He's a little, you know, he's rounded out a little bit. He's not skinny like he was, but when he took his hat off after he won, that was like, oh yeah, this guy's old. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. But <laughs> this guy's a bald guy. Yeah, but I ask about the kids because now he's relevant. He's a relevant champion to a whole new generation, right? right? right. Like, well, he said that was champion that, of the moment. That, wasn't that the famous quote he had two years ago about how his kids? He really wanted to win a major because his kids just know him as the guy on YouTube. Yes, and, they, and yes. he was like, "I really, I really wish they could." kind of see it in the moment one more time. It seemed like that was what was driving them. It was interesting. He had his, he had his daughter there and he said after how she had, uh, 
he wasn't sure if he was if she was going to come because she was in a state soccer tournament, but they lost, so she came out. I was like, "Wow, I really identify with with Tiger Woods now." <laughs> this is, we both have played golf in the last this month, and his daughter also lost a soccer tournament. We're so close, two of <laughs> well, us. So much I, alike. I, I'm not afraid to admit, uh, as a grown ass man, it got dusty uh, here in, in 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 Washington D.C. when he grabbed his kid, and his kid was wearing the red shirt, the exact same color scheme and you know seeing yeah. the his head his kid's head buried on his shoulder uh with the black hat and the and the red shirt I was like oh man that that brings it home um I got more that, emotional for the for the daughter hug because you know she's the one that holds the slight more of a grudge right could be could everything. be right yeah sure the, a lot the, of stuff yeah, we both have sons sons are dumb and happy they're just loyal <laughs> and the, the daughters have, have processed everything differently and that I was glad that she was there I was glad that she was so fired up. And it's funny. She's like the perfect cross of him and his ex-wife. Didn't you think that? Yeah. It was she, like, wow, she, this is this is like a crazy just combo of the two of them. And she's like grown up. And it just made me feel like, God, we're so old. Like Tiger Woods' kids are now old. Except we're not that old because Tiger Woods is still winning <laughs> effing majors, bitch. I, I mean, we, we're not old. Tiger's out here still winning it. Now, it is funny. The daughter, you're right. We haven't seen these kids in a long time, it feels I, like. I, I honestly didn't know what they look like. I haven't seen Me them either. ever. Right. I, I know what they well, look they, like. They, they, and, and, and uh, you know, they, we've seen them before as like tiny kids as, as he felt like he was making his comeback. But yeah, just in, I incredible. also didn't know. I didn't know his mom was still alive. It was I'm nice glad. to see her. I, I loved it. it. All led to Chang's tweet about how when she leaned in that she said, I can't believe you bogeyed the last hole. And like that <laughs> he did hashtag Asian mom, which I thought was a classic, classic right Chang Asian mom humor. It was hilarious. It was so but, good. Uh, it was so good. But yeah, it was, it was, uh, I, I think out of all my favorite things about it, but I, I'm with you. It got super dusty. Um, yeah. I just like seeing how locked in he was. I really felt like even when he, uh, you know, he birdied 16, not, not an easy putt. Definitely like missable. You know, it was, it was, he should have made he it. Wasn't it wasn't gonna like miss a that. He wasn't, he wasn't going to miss that one. No, I know he wasn't, but it, he, All right. you know, when, when he was at various points of his comebacks, he would really try to own the moment and kind of exaggerate the fist pump and, you know, kind of do tiger karaoke to some degree. <laughs> uh-huh. That one, he made it quick fist pump. He was walking. He was like going oh. towards 17 and we were at that hole last year. We watched him birdie it and the 16th green is right next to the 17th tee. And he was just like, where, where's the next hole? Where am I going? Which was the way he was kind of handling that whole last two hours. He was just like, what's my next shot? What am I doing? He never like wavered ever. But that's that methodical OG un, uh, surpassable mental strength right this is his a true yeah. advantage over everybody else that's why we watch all those dudes you we talked about it a couple minutes ago all those dudes wilt around him and he's got that og steel trap mind that that this is why it was so good this is why the euphoria and and all of what happened after he, he made that final putt, I I could I'm gonna watch rewatch that walk from the green uh, to the butler yeah. cabin, you know, fifty times because of of just that that sheer uh, exhilaration, the exuberance Whoa. of it, and and you know some stuff went his way. We talked about Molinari falling apart a little bit, but nobody really had a kick ass around, and 
I think part of it was just how weird it was. It was so early. You're playing threesomes. The pace is different. But it, it's kind of amazing that minus 13 won. Like, if you, if you told me that at the beginning of the day, I would have said no way. Because like, even look at Kepka's round. Kepka, Kepka was almost there. Like, he, he had the birdie on 18, and he misread the putt. He had a couple shots earlier. He he was kind of, that was like the worst version of whatever round he was capable of. And he still shot, I think a 70, but yeah, he, he, he was two under. I mean, this is the thing. Yeah. But the DJ and, and Xander Schauffele both shot four under Kepka was two under Jason day kind of came out of nowhere to shoot 11 under. He shot five under today, which was uh, an incredible and he low hit one round. In the water. He, he put one in the water in the front. And he night. never, and he never really threatened. Like you never really felt like, oh, Jason Day is gonna, you know, is in contention to win this thing. Um, but th- well, those remember, are sp- remember when I texted you about DJ when we were going yes. back and forth? I bet on Kepka like five to one because I wanted to emotionally hedge it um, yeah. early. But DJ was like sixty six to one, and we were talking about nobody had played the back nine yet, and it's such an unusual way to follow the Masters where. You know, like the guys like DJ and Kepka are going to be better on the back nine because you have the chance to get the Eagles. And what you didn't one of those guys was going to go. DJ, and how close did he get? What was he, minus 11? No, D- DJ finished minus 12 and had that 20-footer yeah, to, to make birdie and finish, be in the house at 13, and then it would have been real pressure on Tiger, but he left the putt short. And the same, Kepka, and then Kepka did the same thing because yeah, if Kepka his, made that putt, Yep. And Tiger has to hit driver on 18 and has to par it. And if he hits has that driver in like the sand trap or something, he's screwed. It's funny. I'm so glad we walked the course last year because remember like he hit that shot on 10 and it was like that was the hole we walked with speed. And yep. he went right. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you don't want to go right. <laughs> yeah, we we right. walked that. That's like the last place you want to go is where he is right now. Um, but 18, you know, he played for five. It got a little hairy though. Didn't you? Wait, what did, that second shot, I feel like it had to hit the tree. I don't know why they didn't have a replay of it. Yeah, I, I'll, I'm interested in seeing the explanation. It was so short. It was not a place that you would expect that he had in his mind, this is where I want to miss this second shot. Like, he, you know, he he's planning this out for, for the, you know, five at worst. And he, so the game plan there is, here's where I'm going to miss this. And where he was yeah. is not where he intended to be. That is not the miss that he had in mind. There's no way. Remember he point he looked up and he pointed at the tree and the announcers were like just so ready to talk about him walking up the fairway. I was like, Can we find out if the ball hit the tree? You guys have twelve <laughs> cameras. You just tell me if the ball hit the tree. They had yeah. no idea. It had yeah. to have hit the tree. Why why would he hit a ninety yard, you know, nine iron to the right of the you know, to the far yeah. right of the yeah. fairway? Yeah. It made no sense. I mean it- it was, in that respect, it was very relatable. Like, oh, it's, it's time to go in. Oh, watch how I shanked. It was, you know, I shank is the wrong word, but watch how That's I missed what, this when, when I was watching with my wife, and there's everybody had shots these last two days when they're in the woods and they're basically just hitting it between two trees or hitting it right underneath the branch. And I was just like, I'm just hitting that branch when I play golf. It's just, I'm trying to hit it under the branch, but it's going to hit the branch and ricochet back and almost hit me in that. Of course, of course. That's right. Well, let me, I'm going to ask you one more question. uh, And then I want to compare notes on how much golf you and I are going to play together this year. Cause we, I mean, this is the year for finally. Uh, My last question, what do you think he's capable of now? Like, what do you expect out of Tiger Woods for the rest of the season? Well, before I answer that, 
By the way, I just think he's one of the best guys again, as long as his back holds up. Don't you think? <laughs> oh, it's, it's tough he to has argue all with the that. shots everybody else has. Yeah, he's, he's sixth in the world, and he's the, the next two majors are at places where he's won major tournaments, and and uh, you know Pebble Beach has, was a one for the ages. So yeah, yeah, I mean, yes, he's one of the best guys. I agree. There's with you. like what? It's eleven guys, thirteen guys, whatever it is, like Kepka and DJ, and you just go through. <laughs> he's on that list where every tournament he has to be discussed as one of the guys who could win it. So he he yeah. got that back. I think the bigger thing for me, he reminded me of after Jordan came back, not when he won in 96, but those next two titles really were the ones that shaped his destiny. The last two against Utah, when he went toe to toe, when he broke Carl Malone in that first series, he had the flu game. And then in 98, you know, hits the shot and goes out a winner. He's carrying like this broken down Bulls team, but somewhere along that line, his legacy became something else. And I think with Tiger, like his legacy had kind of been written and now it's, it's kind of been reopened, you know, and he wins his, he wins his masters and it's kind of now, now the Jack is a conversation again, the 18, there you go. All that stuff is in motion again. He's one win away from tying Sneed on the all time PGA tour wins record. He's got, he's at 81 wins and Sneed has, has 82. So he only needs one more win. And right. The conversation about catching up with Jack wide open again, because the Tigers only 43. And I'm glad like a different, I have a lot of young people that work for the ringer, including producer Craig producing his podcast right now. Like a lot of those people were, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, when, we, when he had that U.S. Open that he won with the torn ACL, which was really the last great Tiger moment. 2008, yep. That's a long time. Like, that was before Barack Obama. That was the year Barack Obama won the presidency. You know, you think about <laughs> that was when Kobe Bryant hadn't won a title without Shaq and all this stuff. It's just a shitload of time ago. My son was like a, a baby. Um, yeah. So, so much time has passed for him to do this. I can't even think of another parallel. Like even when Nicholas won in 86, it seemed like he was 60 years old. He's 46. He's three years older than Tiger, but he, he had not won a title for 12 years. Right. You know? Yeah. It's just, Hey, it's unheard of. He didn't go through all of the, you know, the personal turmoil and the, and the physical, uh, you know, stress. When you and I got together after Tiger won the tour championship, Last uh, August or early September there, um, we were trying to put in some historical context. Is it the greatest sports comeback ever? And we weren't, you know, it was it was a TBD at that point. But n- now the the Masters, the fifth green jacket. I mean, well, and beating some beating some blue chippers, too. You look at that where that leaderboard was a couple of times. Those were like basically. 75% of the best guys. What, what do you mean? The, today? Just today. Like he, he well, look at the list. Like he, he lucked out with the draw. Like these were no. all, like there were some real big timers trying to yeah. win it and he was fending them off. Six of the top eight names you see on this yeah. list are major winners. Like the, he's, he, this is the, the thing of coming into this week that made this week so delicious and so intriguing. It's the depth of the leaderboard. Like 25 guys could literally legitimately win the golf tournament. That's how, how great the, the, the state of the game is in terms of the upper echelon of golf. And some of these big game hunter guys like, like Xander Shoffley, this was his second Masters 
ever. But this dude just keeps collecting top five, top right. six finishes in majors. Uh, 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 Brooks Kepka, like you're going to keep him off the leaderboard? I don't think so. And uh, you know he's he's got two of the the, the last four majors now. Uh, you know, DJ By the way, is you DJ. Asked me, you asked me when I thought Tiger had a chance to win. You thought it was today. I thought it was yesterday when he hit the five iron two forty and it, he sailed the green. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, what the fuck? I just hit a five iron two forty, and I and I was sitting on the couch thinking, you just hit a five iron two forty? It's spinal <laughs> fusion surgery. Like that made yeah. no sense to me. So yeah, he that was the stuff that made the Tiger legend when he had that peak from ninety seven to oh eight. Part of it was he hit the shit out of the ball. Yeah, you know and it, that was like a big. It wasn't just like the YouTube putts and the wedges and you know, great, great approach shots. It was like, he was hitting it way farther than everybody else for a while. And then everybody caught up, but I thought that guy was gone. I'm glad you're making that point because I feel like he was playing in like sort of an 80% zone really for all of his golf leading up to this moment in terms of like really taking his foot uh, and, and going down on the pedal, you know, taking his foot yes. off the brake and getting after it. And honestly, I think he kind of got himself around uh, Augusta national, the first three days with in that same kind of manner, right? Like he's just hanging around, hanging around, hanging around. Right. Yeah. He's having his, his very solid, uh, you know, high performance rounds, but not anything where you go like, Oh my God, he's, he's, he's got to, you know, he's, he's shooting, he's going to shoot 64 today. That was never like in the cards The 67 yesterday was what he needed to do to 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 keep himself at the at the top of the board because there were right. 364s yesterday but the last 5 6 holes I feel like now I don't remember I didn't count how many uh, uh driver twirls he had but the driver was twirling in in my man's hand yeah. after a few of those tee balls Well you made you just made the key point he was 80% it always felt that way but the thing that I never thought was that it would ever get higher than that. I just thought we were at 80% because as somebody who's had back issues, but never had the spinal fusion surgery, but at some point you're just a different person. You can, you can have all the personal trainers and all the Pilates you want, but it's never going to be the same. And I just thought he was at 80%. So some of those, like that drive he hit on 15, there were some times when him and Fina were kind of next to each other. Exactly. And that's a big deal, as you know, as you know, as the host of Fairway Rolling. Like, <laughs> Finau is a fucking long ball hitter. Like, He's a long for Tiger ball to be next to Finau is crazy. Makes yeah. no sense. Yeah. So I just hope he passes the P test house. Do they have a P test at the Masters? <laughs> no, not for Tiger Let's Woods. Tiger, here's like, hey, Tiger, uh, here's your cup. Uh, oh boy, this looks pretty good. Uh, we'll just go. We'll, you just keep going. Yeah. We're pretty. We're, we're good here. Is it warm? Okay, it's warm. Good. Throw that out. <laughs> You're good. I don't care what he did. I don't care if he took plutonium. That was the greatest day of my, greatest golf day of my recent life. Hey, greatest golf day of, of our recent lives. Now look. You and I have some great golf days ahead of our, ourselves in, in our upcoming lives, right? We This is the year. Uh, I'm, I don't want to talk about the age we're going to turn, but it's a milestone birthday year for both of us, and, and we have yeah, never we're played golf We are going to get our, yes, we're going to make sure that, that we have good uh, health, you know, get, get screened uh, the way that, that uh, folks at our age are supposed to get screened and get, get, you know, good bills of health that way. But we're also going to play golf for the first time in our lives together. 
Yeah, we never crossed, our golf eras never crossed paths. I quit when I was 24. You started playing in your mid-20s. And so, then I just started coming back. And now it's going to happen. Now we're going to play we're, together. We're going to have, and we, we won't have any reason. We won't be able to put point at the equipment um, to blame any kind of bad performance. You, We both have the Callaway Epic Flash. We both have the Callaway Apex. Oh, not only do we have it, I... I love it. And when I saw the Callaway Epic Flash umbrella, I got I got I, I got a little lightheaded. I can't lie cuz it's like that driver has I've never hit a driver better than that. So I saw it, it just made me happy. So well, that's I, our I don't boy. know one of the people in his party had the Callaway it was who Molinari. Had the, who had the umbrella? Frankie Onions. Frankie Onions. Frankie's a Callaway dude. This yeah, is why yeah. he came on so, Fair Fairway Rolling this week uh, this year. Yeah, I felt like that was a good sign. It was a good omen. I was like, oh, that's my it. favorite driver." And, so, and, and, and look, our boy Xander Schauffele, that's the driver that he played today. He finished tied for second in his second ever Masters. This dude is a, yeah. is a big game hunter, but he couldn't go make history because there was only one dude. He couldn't, he couldn't, you know, he couldn't stop history. Uh, well, and, wait, Alex, we, we have history. one more thing to do before I, look, I go. What is this your greatest golf day ever. I, this still isn't above 86 for me. It's like, it, that was 1A. I think this is 1B. Okay. All right. I, I accept that. You know, uh, in the stream of uh, Twitter and texts um, that I observed, it's 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 in the conversation. I it, I, it feels like it maybe the thing that distinguishes eighty six from this. Um, and uh, this will be my my kind of parting thought. It was Jack was so unexpected at that point. He was he was way earlier than the leaders, and he yeah. and and he was forty six, and he had had a bad back like Tiger, and it was a little. I actually think we probably thought it was more realistic Tiger was going to win than Jack in eighty six. That was on that's nobody's right. radar. It seemed like it was he was done. We agree that that that's the reason that eighty six still um, you know exceeds well, this, but it's a one A one B. We're splitting hairs, and the putt on sixteen. Maybe, maybe is that the was that the one the yes sir? May, yeah, I, I think was, that right? was yes sir. It was it, it might have been seventeen. I don't remember. I'm not an eighty six. Oh, seventeen, uh, yeah, it was one of those. Uh, the sixteen or seventeen, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a historian. I gotta watch that one again. That but that round. that's yeah. the one A for me. This is one B, and I gotta say, Tiger on the with the bum knee went in the U.S. Open, or was that what he won in oh eight? Two thousand eight, two thousand eight. Tory Pines, yes sir. That was outrageous. Well, we that didn't know he had a broken leg until afterwards, so we couldn't we, well, we couldn't give him credit was wrong. for it. He had a fucking limp. He it was like it was like. <laughs> well, we almost fell over. He almost, yeah, he almost he was, fell he was, over about a dozen times. So we did know something hurt. was wrong. But this, I prefer this one to to all others. I I have it right there, side by side with Jack, w- with you in terms of all time historical great golfing performances. This is right there with it. Well, you know what? This is my last point, and then I know you have to go. It also proved, much like it was proved once a time with with uh, the goat Michael Jordan. We we can you can make all your list. Who's the next one? Who's the next Tiger? Who's going to replace Tiger? Who's the next guy? We do this in every sport. Did it? We we're doing it in basketball. We've so desperately tried to get LeBron over the goat hump, and he's not. You and I know yeah, he's, he's not. not. MJ was he's the not. goat. MJ's I'm sorry, he's just not. And, you know, we're turning 50 this year. This is the best golf either of us is ever going to see. I really That's believe that. I don't think anybody else is ever going to be as good as this guy. And I was really, it was really nice to see him 
have another moment. Yeah. Me, you and I are in lockstep agreement and, and I'm rooting for just a handful more of those moments and, and a couple moments between you and I as well. Throw away the P test. <laughs> There's no record of it. It's it's warm. It's good. It's warm. It's pass. <laughs> Check pass. All right. Love you, Pod Father. Thanks All for right, coming on. Ass. Love you too. I'll play golf this summer. All right. Can't wait. See you. All right, my friends. Quick word from Zip Recruiter. Hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, sacks of resumes, and a confusing review process but today hiring can be easy you only have to go one place to get it done and that is ziprecruiter.com slash rolling zip recruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards but they don't stop there they have powerful matching technology so they scan thousands of resumes all at once to find people with the right experience and then they invite those people to apply to your job. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, listeners of Fairway Rollin' can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Rollin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash R-O-L-L-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash Rollin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Yo, Fairway Rollin' listeners. Also, quick word from our pals at CBS Sports app. Do you miss when sports networks covered just the news and highlights without the yelling and the fake debates? I know I do. That's why I watch CBS Sports HQ. What is CBS Sports HQ? Well, it's the free 24-hour sports network that is built for fans like us, you and me. Love that I can get tons of highlights, analysis, and instant game reactions. This is the guts of the matter, my friends. Everything that matters about the game without diving into crazy issues, social issues, political issues like on other sports networks. Now, if you enjoy placing a couple wagers or competing against your friends in a fantasy league, their experts are always dishing out the top picks and advice to help me win. Am I on that CBS Sports app checking out how, how to build a little framework for allocating some capital? Yes, I am. Check out the CBS Sports HQ. It's always on, always free. No need to pay a subscription fee or have an expensive cable package. Just download the CBS Sports app on your phone, Fire TV, Roku, or Apple TV to start watching today. All right, we've been doing it all year long. <laughs> since since this fairway rolling got rolling in January, Chris Vernon has been coming on here, and he and I have been doing a segment this week in Tiger Woods. I, I think this, we might call this one a very special edition of this week in Tiger Woods. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger Woods! <laughs> Yo, Verno, are you are you alive? Hardly, <laughs> barely. <laughs> I mean, house. Let me tell you something. I woke up at five thirty a.m. Central Time. I had absolutely no chance of going back to bed. Like that's how I, I knew. 
I wanted to be there when the whole thing started this morning. I knew if I fell back asleep, I, I might miss something. And so I got up and I turned it on. And from whatever, I guess 6.30 uh, Central Time, they teed off somewhere about there. I had Masters.com up, and then it went straight into the CBS coverage beginning at like 8 o'clock Central or whatever it was. And I think, I mean, if the over-under is like 10, that's the amount of times I got out of my chair completely. <laughs> um, that was one of the most unbelievable, riveting, you know, whatever it was, I guess five hours, uh, five and a half hours of sports I've ever watched in my life. And I, by the end, I'm sitting there in the chair, like tears running down my face as the guy is hugging his kid. They're showing this, these pictures of him hugging Earl Woods. And you can see, I mean, the roars going on in the crowd. That was, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I envisioned it being like, but it defeated it a hundredfold. <laughs> that was well, let's, the greatest let, thing ever. Let's start with that. I wouldn't allow myself to envision it, so I didn't go through. You know, my I didn't have anything in my mind's eye of what this was going to look like because I didn't want to pretend that this was possible. You know what I mean? I wasn't indulging that fantasy. Before we get going, I want to first tip of the hat, tip of the cap, you know, uh, down on one knee to the combination of the golf gods and the folks that run the Masters. And and for this week, maybe it's the exact same crew. So you mentioned getting up at 530 and not being able to go back to sleep. The the Masters in its, uh, you know, the folks that, that are the decision makers there um, down at Augusta National had the wisdom and foresight to take into uh, account the terrible weather that is going to be hitting that area here in the next, you know, hour or so. We're recording this Sunday afternoon. It's 3.20 East Coast time. And bad weather is coming to Augusta National. And 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 I'll be gosh darn if the folks at Augusta National and the golf guides together conspired to provide this incredible window to get this mesmerizing, unprecedented, unexpected, just every word you can come up with, uh, event accomplished. And, you know, it, it, it gave us that uninterrupted a whole morning, five hours of the most compelling kind of, of, uh, sport and, in human, uh, drama imaginable. So I, well, I, you I know wanted, what, India, yeah, yeah, you make a good point house. Cause I, I actually, that kind of gets lost in this, you know, because we just got caught up in everything that took place, but it's not supposed to be like it was, right? It's not supposed to be played early in the morning and that it's, you know, around lunchtime when this thing wraps up. And God forbid they would have started like they usually do and have to suspend play or not get to finish it at all and then carry it over to Monday. I mean, that would have been that would have been awful. Everybody's like back at work, not being able to watch it. <laughs> I mean, and, and then considering, considering yeah. the magnitude, right? Like if, if Patrick it. Cantlay holds on and he wins, it's like, all right, fine. It happened on Monday. Who cares? <laughs> right. I mean, but, right. I mean, that no would have been no offense to Patrick Cantlay. Yeah. But that would have been two consecutive years of Patrick crimes, you know, Patrick crimes against humanity. We had Patrick Reed last year, Patrick Cantlay this year. There were no way the golf gods were going to, tolerate yeah. that but and, and to your point how about this 
Now, because it's over, it's the middle of the day on the East Coast, and it's just now noontime on the West Coast. We have all of this time today to process this, to celebrate it, to put it in its proper context. It's not like everybody's going to be working overnight tonight. Well, people will be working overnight tonight, but we're not cramming it all in into an evening and then Monday morning kind of reaction. We have all day today to luxuriate in this unbelievable uh, outcome, right? Yeah, there's no way around it. And, you know, there, there's a million things that ran through my head, one of which was um, I went and I I grabbed my son, who is nine years old, um, who uh, I, he's never seen. I mean, he, he knows of Tiger Woods. He's certainly seen the stuff I have around the house. I mean, he has an awareness of, who he is. If you showed him a picture, he'd know who he was. And obviously his dad plays golf. So he knows, um, but he's never seen Tiger Woods win. And he has an awareness of the story to the extent of he used to be the greatest athlete or the biggest athlete in the world. And then fell on hard times, had some personal issues, had four back surgeries, had four knee surgeries, and that this is the comeback and I drug him into the room, and he watched the last whole – I mean, he watched the majority of the last whole part of it and then certainly the celebrations and everything and was asking me all kinds of questions about it, whatever. And you saw people that – you know, but Tiger is different than literally anybody else in terms of who he brings to the television, like people that don't care about golf in any other way. And I couldn't help but think – you know, I think right now I'm I'm very interested to see what kind of impact this has on golf in general because it made so many people in our generation huge fans, right? He was young, he was cool, he was dominant, he was our generation of guys that were, you know, and 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 we all latched on to him. So it's kind of like, you know, You've got this whole group of of us now that are older. Um, many have kids, and it's like now their kids getting to see what we experienced when we were, you know, in college and just right out of college uh, and coming up. And and now, like golf is, there's so many of these guys that are trying, like that that are making golf cool. You know, like you know, I see all this stuff on trendy golf and Malbon and uh, Jay. Uh, you know, Lindeberg and all these, like there's cool golf clothes and there's cool golf stuff going on. And it, it feels like they're really pumping towards a younger crowd. And now you get something like this that takes place. I mean, this is just different than literally anybody else winning. And I wonder if, you know what I mean? Like all these years later, does it have the same kind of impact? I have two things. First, we have to, <laughs> I love you talking about the direction of style and, and the clothes and, you know, the kind of the appeal to the current generation. And Tiger is out here winning today in an old school mock neck. I mean, <laughs> is the, <laughs> the mock neck is All back. Right. You don't think that the hey, mock hey, neck, no how lie. many mock necks my, are going off the shelves, huh? I, I tell you that my wife, my wife came in and she said, so are you going to be wearing a mock? And I was like, hell no. <laughs> I said, but I can't look, pull that one off. Uh, uh, but to your bigger, bigger point, this is a full circle moment that is really only possible in the sport of golf, 
right? You can't go 11 years between championships. You can't go 20 years between winning your first great, great championship and, and you know, doing it again. That just doesn't happen in other sports. You read all these, you, you know, I read all these articles and stuff like you were talking about the fashion and everything. It, it, I, I guess my, my bigger point is like with all of these guys like that are, and you go to those trade shows at the PGA, whatever, guess what? All of those companies now, you know, like the ones I mentioned, the Balbons and the Graysons and like all these companies and the Link Soul and on and on. There's a million of them now um, that are all putting out such cool stuff and they're all run by guys our age. All of them. Right. You know right. what I mean? That's it's right. all yeah. it's all people that fell in love with it when when they were young and just uh and just coming up. And you know that is in great part to how big of an athlete Tiger Woods was to us. It's kinda like how we you know, we like boxing, right? Because Mike Tyson was a big deal when we were kids and we liked the NBA because Michael Jordan were the, I mean, these were the biggest athletes when you know what I mean? When we were watching sports all the time. And so now and this is, yeah, we, this is what we've been asking for though. Right. We've, we've wanted yes. to see this old guard and the, and the mix of the, of the youth. And this is why coming into the week, the most intriguing, one of the most intriguing storylines uh, was like the depth of the field, the talent uh, of the field. I mean, if I'm just looking at the leaderboard right now, six of the, of the top eight names you see major winners and then on on this point of the connection between generations, you have Tiger sitting at the very top, and then you see Brooks Kepka, then you see Xander Schauffele, then you see Tony Finau, uh, uh, Ricky Fowler still is still in that mix, you know, with a, a, another top ten. Justin Thomas just outside the top ten. Those are the young guys, and Jordan Spieth had another good day today, by the way. After you know starting off, he well, he, he ended hey. up it, one under, but still. Think about it. You're talking about all these names. Think about it. Think about how, like, this is where it did feel like old times. At the very end there, Dustin Johnson has been the number one player in the world. I think in the current world rankings, I think he was two behind Rose. But he's been yeah. either one or two going back and forth for the last, like, full calendar year. Okay? I think we saw three shots. The guy got second. <laughs> I don't think that, <laughs> I don't I mean, remember. I I swear to God, I don't remember one thing about Dustin Johnson's Masters. Nothing. I could not tell you. Like, I mean, I remember seeing a couple shots here and there, but like, other than that, and he got, and he's like right there at second, and he's been, like I said, either number one or two for the last year, and it was I, just I mean, like it wasn't even happening. Right. I mean, the the only thing I remember is he had an uphill putt uh, to get to thirteen under. And maybe put a little pressure from from out front, you know, by being in the house at thirteen under, and and he came up short. I mean, that's now I don't. That's not going to be a knock that I uh, on on Dustin Johnson. It's just one of the things that I will remember about this Masters Tiger's triumphant return because the same thing. Brooks Kepka had an eight eight foot uphill putt, and I I you know subscribe to this this thing. I'm I'm a miss I'm a mystic. Uh, the golf gods saw that putt coming up the hill, and there was a little nudge left, and it rolled just off that left edge because um, that was a very makeable putt. And Kepka has been making those. I thought there you go. I thought he was winning uh, when I when I was like, oh, he's winning. 
was 16. I thought he made it. I thought he made it. Oh, you thought Tiger made it? Yes. I I thought Tiger made it. That's what I'm saying. What was the moment that you thought, oh, my God, he's really going to do this? Uh, 15. Honestly, I thought 15 because of of that shot that he hit into the middle of the green. The thing that that, uh, struck me was... He played the first 12 holes in even par. It was such a, a master class in what a master's veteran and an OG who's been around Augusta National 500 times. It was a master class in how you run a Sunday. He, he, went, he played the first 12 holes, even par, and then he was three under standing on the tee uh, on, on 18 knowing exactly what he needed to win the golf tournament. He shot three under on, he made birdie on 13, he made birdie on 15, and he made birdie on 16. And he had decent birdie chances on 14 and 17. But, you know, that that's that's what distinguishes, uh, you know, t- Tiger from, from everybody else. Like, this was why, uh, and I was shocked, honestly, to see Molinari fall apart the way that he did. The, the, the misclubbing on 12 is just... It's it's proof positive of how confounding twelve is and why it's arguably you know the best par three ever created, the best tournament golf par three ever created. Because four of the five guys in the two groups playing that hole hit the ball into the water. Tony Fino oh, in the water, Brooks Kepka in the water, Ian Poulter in the water. I I wondered if it just if there was just a grand miscalculation of how much wind was really up there. When I saw all four of them do it, I thought they think they can get at this pin, and it's gonna and it get it gets caught up in that wind, and now it's getting dunked. And I did wonder, like, do you think? I mean, it would have been a good question to ask him. Do you think when he sees somebody dunk it, right, and he's aware of that, do you think that's why he played it to the complete left side of the green? Because this was a massive, massive turning point in the round when Finau and Molinari both go in the water after Poulter and Kepka had both gone in the water. So the best they're hoping for more than likely is to try to save a bogey. And obviously Finau couldn't even do that. Um, do you think that he plays it to the left side there? Cause we had talked going in about how much like this is different than every other place where yes, they play the same course every year. So that makes it different. But beyond that, experience at this particular course seems to matter a massive amount. And obviously he's got the ultimate experience putting up the best rounds ever there. That being said, do you think he didn't go for that pin? Like, because he saw Molinari put it in the water. I've no always wondered chance. that. Like if he, no chance, right? no chance. Here's, so. here's what I'm saying. Well, uh, because you just explained why. He doesn't hit at that pin. He doesn't need to hit at that pin. The point on 12 is to make par. 12 isn't a birdie hole. 12 is a is a bogey or double bogey hole if you make a mistake in judgment, in execution. If you're not up to the moment pressure-wise, Tiger Woods was going to hit that ball to the fat part of 12 on that left side 100 times out of 100. He was not going to be swayed, uh, uh, persuaded by any of the circumstances of the moment to do anything different. And he had he knew exactly the club. He knew exactly where to hit. It's pr- exactly what you said. That experience. And he knew what that wind was. 
four out of the other guys didn't know. They couldn't process with their caddies. How is this wind behaving? What's the right, you know, club? Where am I aiming? Like they, none of them got it right. Only Tiger got it right. Right to the middle of the green, two putt par. And honestly, it was a ballsy two putt par because he left it pretty short, uh, much shorter than I think he would have preferred. But then, then it was time to go on and win the golf tournament. You win the golf tournament on 13 and 14 and 15 and 16 and 17. And, and, and that's what he did. Sunday Tiger in the Sunday mock neck red. It was, it's just, I, I mean, I'm, I'm speechless, Verno. That was because, you know, you know, you make a good point, right? Like that he's just thinking, all right, this is not, not where you get it. And, and yet there it was all these guys at the top and you know, they're feeling like I need to, I need to get a stroke here. You know, we're all kind of bunched up at the top. Um, this could be a big turning point for me. They're not thinking about the consequences. They're Boom. not thinking about, uh, and my God, I mean, obviously there are, I mean, look, Fina's right there. If he just, if he does what Tiger does, right? <laughs> he doesn't, I mean, it, it obviously cripples your round when you, when you're putting a, a double up on the board, um, especially when the margins between these, you know, between the top guys you know, one stroke is just swinging it every time. Um, and you know, the pressure of the moment just keeps getting to you over and over again. But I did feel like that was the real swing. That's when I was like, okay, Molinari, this isn't like if, because he had done a couple other things. Like I know he was like, everybody was like, he's a machine. Is you ever going to make a mistake? He keeps on getting up and down, but it's a, it's a, it was a lot harder for me to believe like he's not going to crack at all because of the names he's playing with, uh, i.e. Tiger. But beyond that, you know, he was scrambling to make all that stuff. And my God, he was, especially on that front nine. But you just got to think the odds are not with you being able to do that for 18 holes. And then, so that's kind of the turning point. But then I was at 16. When he, um, I mean, God, if that would have dropped, but when it almost <laughs> went in, I'm like, he's winning this thing. He is well, he's winning this thing. The, 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 that's why I, I mentioned the shot into 15, because again, he, you know, in the exact same way that he demonstrated how, uh, you know, the, the combination of, uh, strategy and, you know, course intelligence and, and history, he hit the ball to the part of 15, that was going to hold it and give it a little bit of a push towards the hole. And, 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 and all he wanted, uh, out of that was, was birdie. And I, I can't remember who I was having the, the exchange with, but I wrote somebody, Hey, if he stuffs this on 16, it's over. And, uh, you know, he hit the ball. It's in the air. It's starting to come down the hill. I'm yelling, get in, get in, get in, get in. And it was barely, you know, I don't know if it ended up three feet or four feet away. He stuffed it on 16, and it was time for the Vince Carter gift, right? It's over. Oh. It's, it's, it's BC oh. time. Use both hands and cross it off. It is over. And, you know, the funny well, thing about the pressure you mentioned, how many names did we see all of a sudden pop up out of nowhere because Molinari's uh, double bogey on 12 brought, brought all these people back, and we saw Fowler around the down, the, the, out there a little bit. We saw Bubba out there a little bit. This dude, Patrick Cantlay, and all of them had a little mistake right in that, those last. I mean, 
Fowler should have been at 11 under on 16, but he missed the putt. He had a, he had a great shot in there and missed the putt. Uh, Cantlay threw, threw the uh, drive all the way to the wrong side on 17. So did Bubba. And, you know, that they just couldn't bring it home. DJ and Kepka showed a lot of fortitude in those last few holes, and they both had putts on 18 that would have put that pressure on Tiger and weren't able to do it. Um, but that's, that's, that's how, you know, you, you know, that the, 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 the red mock neck is just, it was just destiny. It was destiny. It felt like it was destiny, especially the way it all played out. And you know, on the, on the pod, when we were giving our picks, I had Finau and then you would ask me about Tiger. And I said, he'll be in the first, you know, two pages, right? So we thought top 10, um, Top 10 was going to be, I said, be in the mix, right? I did expect him to be in the mix because of the way he had played in the recent majors um, that he had played in. And because he seemed to be so confident and he had kept on saying, everything is building towards that. And, you know, there were some missteps along that way, but this is a guy that obviously, you know, Obviously, you know, we, we look today and we say, all right, if you can make the shots, if you are physically capable of making the shots, there's nobody that knows better how to play that thing. And this is the first time he has been totally physically capable of doing it all. He never, like never once did he, outside of the stupid security guard bowling him over, which is like, I mean, divine intervention that that was not worse than it could have been. Right. You're right. You're right. I I mean, seriously, but outside of that, you didn't see him wincing. You know, we have always seen him wincing or cringing or something. And so when you take the ability to make those shots and then, you know, you've, you just laid out house like four different instances where that experience when it mattered most, paid off. He knew exactly what he wanted to do. And you see the other guys throwing their ball in the water. Well, look, we we were, I think we were right in terms of being modest with our expectations. That was the, the correct way to approach the golf gods and to approach history. I believe that I did my part by betting on Tiger to finish inside the top 10 but not betting on him to win. I feel like that was my tip of the cap to, to the golf gods. Uh, and I didn't dare bet him today. I didn't touch him. I bet a bunch of other guys today. I live bet some guys just to cover off I got it, you know, uh, some exposure out there. I yeah, got it at 750, right. but that was late in the game. Well, well you know done. I mean? yes. well, and I will say this. Um, you know, I had, I had, I had name checked uh, last week, Joe Pita, who wrote that master's preview. And I had said, I got to the end of it. And Tony Finau, it was his pick to win yep. the thing, right? Um, and Tony Finau obviously had great opportunities. If he doesn't double that one, he had the eagle putt that he missed on the par five after sticking it. I mean, he had his chances, um, certainly. And he was in the last group on Sunday, for God's sake. But I, what I did not mention about that book, and I cannot wait till the entire book comes out, and, and he should get great credit for this. So he had Finau winning it, who did end up in the top five. He put, if you read to the end of that book, he's got his leaderboard. You know who was number yeah. two? Tiger it's got to be Tiger Woods. got to be Tiger Woods. It was. not going to not be. All right, well, look, Berno, I, I'm going to let you go. Now, look, we both have 
The Masters is over. It is officially time to start playing golf for, for you and I. We're going to get out there with our brand new Apex irons. I got you some smoke coming. I know you like them in that smoke what? finish. The, the, they're on the way, brother. Apex 19 irons, the number one irons in golf that by, by Callaway. We're both going to be out there in the Callaway bucket hats doing this thing properly. My dude, I'll be, we'll, we'll get connect uh, in about a week. We're going to talk about the Zurich coming up, but I think it's going to take at least that long for my body to, 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 uh, resume some normalcy. I think uh, it's going to take me at least four days to find my pants. Uh, Verno, let's enjoy it, huh? I'll leave, I'll leave you with this. So my son at the end, they've got that, that Nike commercial went around, which by the way, was amazing. The Nike yeah. commercial, which gave me total chills. But at the end of the commercial, he says, I want to beat Jack Nicholas, right? Or I'm going to beat Jack Nicholas. And so the number's 18, right? That's 15 yeah. today. Yep. And my son says to me, so if he wins the last three, he gets the record. And I was like, don't even, don't even speak it. Don't Dare even to dream. speak it. Dare to dream, Berto. Dare to dream. I'll talk to you in a week, my buddy. All right. Thanks, Alf. Wow. I hope everybody enjoyed that. Thanks to all of you, our fairway role and listeners. It was one for the ages, a true return to glory of Eldrick. Tiger Woods. We're back with another fairway roll in a week from now. We're going to be up on Monday previewing the Zurich Classic down in New Orleans. And no offense to all the terrific golfers that are going to be competing there, but I'm more interested in the food than the golf. Until then, my birdie buddies, hit them straight out there. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.